Every gamer has that one game they want all of their friends to play. Maybe it's old. Maybe it's new. Maybe it's obscure. Or maybe it's the game that everyone is playing. Whatever it is, it's that one game you love to talk about. Join us as we ask each other to try this game. so this week's game is one of my favorites this was actually my very favorite star wars game up until a few months ago when squadrons came out and now that's my favorite but this one held the number one slot for a long time it's the empire strikes back for the atari 2600 really this was your favorite for that long eh? for that for that long uh it was published by parker brothers in 1982 like two years after the movie and i'll be honest with you what makes it my favorite, a lot of it is nostalgia. Uh, you know, I was seven years old-ish when this game came out, and the idea of playing Star Wars just seemed so amazing. Uh, and, the, you know, the, the, box, like, the, the box cover art is, for most Atari games, it's part of what makes the experience, because there's not a lot to Atari 2600 games, let's be honest. No. So the, you know, so the cover art is part of the experience. There's a, there's a great uh, book called Art of Atari uh, mm. by this guy, Lapatino. Uh, it's, a, it's like one of these uh, coffee table books and it's got all the classic Atari art and it talks about how it was drawn. And that's maybe part of why I love this game so much. Okay. But I have a blast with it. Uh, these days you can only find it on an emulator. You can go find the Stella emulator. Uh, I still don't know why Disney doesn't gather up all these old games and just, you know, throw them on an emulator and just toss them out there for five bucks. Like, who cares, right? Right. Uh, do you know who Harlan Ellison is, the author? Harlan Ellison? No, I don't believe that I do. He was one of the big science fiction authors of the 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s. Uh, he did I Have No Mouth, I Must Scream. Okay. Uh, he did a lot of consulting work for Babylon 5. He was also the meanest son of a bitch on the planet. Mm-hmm. They, had him, they had him review this game. He called it the last icon of the imbecile industry. Sorry, the latest, the latest icon of the imbecile industry, a time-wasting enterprise with the potential to emerge as the most virulent electronic botulism of all. And it really? bored his ass off, he said. I love it, so to hell with Harlan, because he's just a mean guy. I love this game. And this game is about as simple as, frankly, as can be. It's a side-scrolling shooter. It's you in a snowspeeder, versus the uh, you know this long line of adats who are coming at you uh you know you see it from the side you have a radar screen below that'll show you there's a little box where your tv screen you know that shows you what's on the tv and you see these dots coming from left to right and those are the adats you see the sort of the the peaks and valleys of the snow you see some uh, mountains in the background and these pixelated imperial walkers come at you and you shoot them until they go and i think i what did it take about 20 30 hits to take one down something like that yeah it wasn't it wasn't quick no you have to really sort of work at them you can only hit them in the body and in the head and you can Mm -hmm. only shoot horizontally right so you just got to sort of zip in there lay a few shots down and get the hell out because they fire at you uh yeah the the simplicity of the controls definitely adds to that um 
the difficulty of it. It feels this is so much of that early video gaming uh, home console generation where oh, yeah. they still hadn't figured out the difference between like quarter muncher arcade games and home video games. There wasn't really that delineation yet. Yeah. Well, and that's all there is, is destroy the ad at, move on to the next one, destroy it, move on to the yeah. next one, move on. And I don't even know if eventually if they reach, I've never actually let it sit to, you know, to see what happens if they reach the full right end of the radar screen. Like, mm -hmm. do they, do you lose? Do you, you know, does it destroy the, uh, uh, the shield generator? Um, I've, I've actually just done that right now and uh, everything, you just fly back and forth until you reset it. Uh, things start going funny colors. <laughs> That's about it. Yeah. Well, this thing, is, this thing is made on a palette of, I think it's eight colors or something like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, this game is as simple as can be. Every so often, a uh, the back of the box calls it a bomb door opens up. It's this glowing little square. And if you can oh, hit yeah. the ad at there, it blows up. And supposedly, is is? and based on the back of the box, it releases every so often it'll release a smart bomb which will follow you and you have to shoot it now let's be clear i've been playing this game since 1982 i've never once seen a smart bomb yeah so maybe i've never played it long enough i i don't know i've never played this for more than 10 minutes here and 10 minutes there uh you know it's not the sort of game you know this is not star wars battlefront 2 you're not going to sit and play this for uh hours at a time though maybe you know seven-year-old me would have done that i don't know um, but I just, I love this game. I just, it, it, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's very evocative. Maybe it's pure nostalgia. I don't know, but I think it's cool. I, I can definitely see why there's a lot of nostalgia here for you. I, I would imagine that this to you is like Star Fox 64 to me, like back when that was a thing, <laughs> like I, I could not stop playing this, that game. I was so fascinated with it. I loved everything and it was just, it felt right. And I could see if I was, you know, seven years old when this came out, like, oh yeah, I want to get that high score. I want to be like Luke. I want to fly the snow speeder and take yeah. down all the AT-ATs and manage and learn how to always hit that bomb door anytime that it comes up because damn, that is hard to do. Well, it's wicked hard to do. And and of course, if you slow down and you, you try mm -hmm. and aim and then that's when it hits you and yep. you can take, what is it about? I think you can take two hits and the third one will blow you up. Yeah. Uh, but you can land in the valley and it'll heal you like one level and you're oh. damn did you seriously not know that no oh geez i should have supplied you with a scan of the uh the instructions i'm sure i could have found, <laughs> could have found them out there somewhere uh yeah, whatever. yeah if you land in the very bottom of a valley it'll heal you and your damage is really only expressed by the color of your stone speeder that's it same okay. with the at at the, the the only way you know you've done a certain amount of damage is it starts to change color and eventually you know, it just blows up, uh, you know, and every so often, and I'm still not sure what triggers it, you become invincible and you glow. And I got to tell you, the Atari 2600 has the coolest glow effect. I don't know why, but it just, it does it really well. And you get, and, and you'll know you're invincible because it plays the Star Wars music yeah. or the first like few bars of it. That's it. Uh, and it just plays it over and over again. And of course you just get in there, you lay in with the, uh, you know, with the, with the fire button, because remember it's an Atari 2600. You can go up, down, left, right. And there's a shoot. That's it. And you just lay in, you blow it up, you move on to the next one, you do it again. Inevitably, you run out of invulnerability uh, about two seconds before your brain realizes you have, and then you get, <laughs> you know, and then the ad hits you and you go flying. Um, and of course, when it hits you, it sends you in the opposite direction, which is kind of brutal. Yeah. But, uh, 
Yeah. Yeah, because if you get hit by one that's behind you as you're traveling left, it bashes you into the next one, and then the one on your, uh, the one that you're going towards then has a perfect chance to shoot you, and it just yeah. it caught in a loop. <laughs> it's a little bit of ping pong there. It's, oh yeah. It, it, you know, it's this is a simple game. Like you can't go, you can't dive bomb it. There's no diagonal. You can slow down. You can move up and down, um, left and right, and you can move left and right at various speeds, and you can really crank. Like you can just, you can really book it. Uh, past it, past the adats, they won't even shoot at you. But yep. then you're not doing anything. You know, the, the game just sort of sits there and wonders why you're not playing. Maybe that's why it bored Harlan Ellison off his ass. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but I love it. Like I, I get it. It's simplistic. But it was mm -hmm. 1982. I mean, Pac-Man and like Donkey Kong came out that year, and it was a big deal because they had like, I think three or four screens, and that was quite something. You know, this is before Super Mario Brothers or any of these sorts of things. This was state of the art yeah. for a home console. Um, but I mean, there, there's been lots of people throughout the history of video games who have always said, oh, it's just a fad, it's going to go away. And I can yeah. imagine that somebody <laughs> who was trying to be like ahead of the curve would poo-poo something that they would think is, oh, this is just a fad, it's going to go away, regardless of whether or not they had fun with it or not. Yeah, well, Harlan Ellenson has been bitter ever since Gene Roddenberry rewrote his script for uh, City on the Edge of Forever, and he's never quite, he's never forgiven the world for it. But, huh. you know, he was, I mean, like, he was an older guy. He, he viewed things differently. I mean, the guy wrote on a typewriter for, like, his whole career. So, okay. you know, that's the sort of guy he is. But as a young kid, this was the chance to be Luke Skywalker. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, Luke Skywalker here is, like, 10 pixels. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Uh, you know, there's no video clips here. We're not going to put in any sound clips in. Just Google Empire Strikes Back Atari 2600. Watch, oh, I don't know, 30 seconds of gameplay on Google, and you're good. You know this game in and out. Yeah. But I can't help but love it. Uh, no, 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 don't get me wrong. I love Squadrons. We're definitely doing that as a segment at some point. Mm -hmm. But I get a kick out of this game. I just, I have a lot of fun with it. I have one of those little, um, those little handheld like emulator things it's it's not quite a raspberry pi but i think i showed it to you the pocket go yeah and i can play nes games and snes and atari when i play and game boy and all those sorts of things um when i play an atari game this is my go-to i'll sit at work at lunch hour and play this game and people look at it when they hear the star wars music go what are you doing it's like i'm playing empire <laughs> strikes back and one guy who's you know he's about 15 years older than me looks like goes oh my god i think like I think I saw that when it came out. Like I rented that at a video store. Yeah. But uh, you know, it it's just it's neat, and it's it's not you know you there's no um, there's no cable, there's no rope. You can't choke these things. You know, you, you can't trip them up or anything like that. Um, there's no running around on the ground. It is just the speeder and the imperial walker and the next one and the next one and the next one. And you know what? Sometimes simplicity is okay. Absolutely, so, 100% agree. Yeah, and and there it is. That's that's my game, Empire Strikes Back for Atari 2600. Yeah, so I, I think that obviously I'm not going to sit around and I'm going to keep this downloaded all the time. Oh boy, I <laughs> I'm, I need to go spend my two hours today play, grinding out uh, grinding out walkers in Empire. <laughs> um, but you know what? It's uh, it's definitely something to have in reserve. Like if this were a flash game in between mm -hmm. something else that you were doing it would be perfect maybe that's what they should do for battlefront 3 have this <laughs> as the, on the load screen yeah uh, that would be great so you would play it beyond the hour or in this case half hour that you played it you'd, you'd keep going 
uh, once so, in a while. I mean, yeah, so much as like occasionally playing the game is continuing with it, then yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's no save game here. <laughs> this is no. an Atari 2600, yeah. Yeah, and I'm the same way. I would, uh, you know, I play this five minutes here, 10 minutes there. Uh, maybe I don't come back to it for a year, but then I'll play it again. And I'm going to do that. You know, I'm going to be, you know, lying in the hospital as a 150-year-old <laughs> man playing this on my, my virtual my virtual headset. Uh, and yeah, you know, I've, I'm not giving up on this game anytime soon. So, and All so right. there it is. Perfect, thank you. I'm, okay. I'm looking forward to this more. Hey, Farron, I got a game for you. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Okay, so put yourself in a fictitious Europe late 1980s. You're probably thinking like uh, the USSR, uh, split Germany, right? Like that's kind of the, Germany, the yeah. idea. That, yeah. So now put yourself as a citizen of the USSR in its waning years um you've you've just been drawn a spot for the state lottery for a job so now you're going to be able to get one of the very few select jobs because your country has recently just opened up the border to the rest of the world and is allowing foreign nationals in that's the that's the premise that we're going to be sitting in today with papers please so that's that's the whole shtick to this game is that you are lucky enough to get a job and you get posted on the border of definitely not the USSR. You're in fact in Arstotska. <laughs> well, um, I think it's meant to be some sort of East European bloc country, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, I mean, you've got East Greston, you've got West Greston, you've got uh, mm. uh, United States is represented in there as the United Federation. Of course. Uh, there's, there's lots of little kind of tongue in cheek um, yeah. uh, things made for this game, but it's just an excellent game. So it was published back in 2013 by a single guy made by one dude named Lucas Pope. Um, he had been doing a bunch of Game Jam games before this, uh, and this was sort of the first thing that really rocketed him into the starlight. Since then, he's done another game as well. It's a um, sort of first person. Uh, Is that Obradin? Yes. Oh, I've heard about that. I, I wish it wasn't first person or I'd totally play it. It's well. I mean, it's not like I don't think it's real time movement. I think it's very like single screen sort of thing. Well, it, it looks like it's from an old like Mac Pro or some yeah. such thing. But yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen that. I've seen that. It's uh, it's an excellent, excellent, excellent game. I think that you would love it. Return uh, of the Obra Dinn. That's the one. Yeah. Yes. Um, so we're we're eventually going to get to that. But so <laughs> released back in in 2013. Um, this game just as soon as it hit the market it basically just started getting bombed with awards i think uh in the first year for a single guy coming out like it won the south by southwest gaming award for cultural innovation it won the uh british academy games awards for strategy and simulation it wow. won games in excellence and narrative excellence in design most innovative like it is a truly wonderful game so i, I can describe the whole gameplay screen that you're gonna see here so 
up at the top you've got an overhead view of your station you've got your little outpost on the left the line of people or sorry in the center the line of people on the left and then the rest of the world leading off to the road that is our Stotska on your right yeah, down border the, crossing yeah exactly yeah. down at the bottom half of your screen is where you do all your work so you've got a section that you drag all the paperwork over to you've got a section where the person is standing you interview them and you have to start keeping an eye out for discrepancies of what they're saying. You start getting more and more paperwork that is required. There's a terrorist bombing in like the second day of your job. So now there's more paperwork and more paperwork and more paperwork and it just keeps building up. You get these little hotkeys to help you flick through uh, the paperwork faster to open your approval and denial. You've got delightful characters that actually make returns and storylines that you see develop. This game has got, I think, six or seven different endings that you can go through. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's not just one linear. I guess narrative. I didn't get that far. <laughs> well, that's the thing is like unless you're really paying attention, a lot of it completely goes over your head. Um, there will be a point in time where like a secret agent comes and says, "Hey, here's this piece of paper. Use it." And then they walk away. And what you have to figure out is that the little dots on it correspond to the dots that sit on um, on everyone's passport. You have to check people's passports with the secret cipher to see who the secret agent is, so you let them into the country to help this group that's trying to destabilize the government. Okay, I totally missed that. I don't yeah. think I got that far then. That that's fine. Like that's probably like, you know, nine or ten days into the game. Oh okay. um, you keep working, you keep getting money every day, you have to balance um taking bribes with making sure that the right people get rejected so you don't get penalized by your superiors with making sure you've got enough money so that you can keep your family fed and uh, your house heated uh, occasionally someone gets sick and they need medicine you need to make the call whether okay do i buy my wife medicine or do i just let her try and get through this do can we afford to do it um you, your house gets upgraded eventually as you become a better and better representative of the state. <laughs> like you go to class seven housing as opposed to class eight. Mm. And it, yeah, exactly. It's, it's this whole just insular little world. And I okay. love it so much. And, and it's funny. I, I played it and I highly recommend this game. And I hated every minute of it. <laughs> I hated this game. I found it so boring, and yet I recommend it. I get it. It's, it, you know, there's all sorts. I mean, I remember I grew up in the '80s, so I grew up in the Cold War, hearing about East Germany and West Germany, Germany, East Germany and West Germany when they were separate countries, and you know, Checkpoint Charlie, which was how you got between East and West Berlin. Whereas, of course, Berlin was in East Germany, but half of it was Western, and it was this whole big thing, and. You know, a lot of it is you know, sort of these themes of the banality of evil, that you're dooming certain people and you're letting other people go. And you're not evil. You're not some SS officer. You're not twisting your mustache, flapping your cape and saying, ah, you're a bureaucrat. And if you're like me and you're bored, OK, whatever, go. No, nah, I don't want to let you through. Yeah, you can go. Whatever. I don't care. And. I felt like garbage by the time it was I was finished with this game yeah. because I realized I was being exactly the sort of person that an Eastern European communist country turns its bureaucrats into mm -hmm. uncaring drones who are doing just enough to do the job well, but not bad enough to get punished or good enough to get noticed and maybe attract the attention of a jealous a co-worker who doesn't want you stepping over them and i appreciated like the banality of evil and that it's 
it's all about how much attention you pay and I get the theme and the lesson it taught me but I was still so bored. <laughs> I get that. I get that. Like it's, it is very tedious. It's not action adventure. That's I, I was going to say it's not action adventure shooty times, but that's wrong. You do actually get the option to shoot people later on. Oh, yeah. Well, Eventually. it's a paperwork simulator. Like, well, people, people jump the border and the guards are like, hey, listen, uh, if you see somebody jump the border, could you do us a favor and just kind of help us out here? <laughs> so, so the machine gunning comes later is what you're saying. Yeah, 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 it it, oh, it pops geez. up way later, and you get a bonus if you uh, if you tranquilize someone as opposed to shoot them with a with oh, a bullet. Well, there you yeah, go. Uh, but that's that's definitely the the gist of the game is like it really makes you stop and think and feel and be very introspective when when you read what the what the people say to you as they're coming through. Like, oh, I haven't seen my son in twenty years. The border is finally open, and I can come and visit him. And she's missed her date to enter the country by two days. Yeah, and you have to go like, well, I'm I'm either gonna lose a bunch of money and my family isn't gonna get fed tonight, yeah. or you get to go away. You're yeah. gonna go away. And, and you know, I appreciate that. Like I said, I, I I found this deadly boring, and yet I am the only person I know who doesn't like this game. <laughs> I, so, you know, I would say, yeah, go ahead and get it. First off, you're gonna get it for like three bucks on a yeah. Steam sale, but uh, you know, or or a GOG.com sale, but mm -hmm. you know, it's like. I found that it, I, I don't know, maybe maybe if there had been more character, maybe if it had been like a, uh, an adventure where I was, you know, where I was talking with other employees and there was some sort of intrigue there, maybe that's in there, but it just, it didn't grab me quick enough that I, uh, that I really clicked into it. So yeah. I think I played it for about 45 minutes and I'm sitting there going, Jesus, I'm bored. And I wound up actually turning it off and going and having a nap. And then I came back and I played for another, I guess, 15 minutes, 20 minutes. And I thought, no, no, it's 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 still boring. It. <laughs> That's fair enough. You know, um, but yeah, it's. I I think that it kind of fits into this, for me. Like there's a there's this trifecta of three games that are, so emblematic of the early 2010s when it comes to video game making and not even the earliest of 2010s but like the 2010s one of them is is this with papers please another one is uh, a game called stardew valley made by one guy called concerned ape and then the third one is um uh oh god undertale made by toby fox I which never played either of those but yeah i know them you know what we'll probably wind up doing them that at oh, some okay. point because i think they're both outstanding amazing games i'm not sure what you're going to think of the humor in undertale but it is it, but yeah that's that's a discussion for another time um, yeah um so when it like for me papers please the biggest the biggest draw for it is the satisfaction like it is so satisfying to spend a minute working through this paperwork notice a tiny little discrepancy catch it and be right because it's, there's no worse feeling in this game than when you hear that little uh, ticker tape printer going and suddenly you've got a ticket that says, oh, five demerits, god yeah, damn it. The, the dot matrix printer, ah, oh, Yeah, yeah or, exactly. Or, or, yeah, it's, uh, yeah it, you know, it it, it, it has a, a neat vibe to it, sort mm. of the dreariness of that Eastern European feel and with the music, despite being this sort of depressing Eastern style. <laughs> yeah. It's it's got a modern funk to it. I don't know. It's 
it's different. It's it's definitely a different game. This guy, Lucas Pope, uh, you know, I look at this game and I look at Oberdin, which isn't really my sort of game, but I did take the time to sort of read about it. And I realized this guy knows how to take a different idea, like something very different. It's not just a, a shoot 'em up. It's not an action adventure. It's not a real time strategy game. It's not a city builder. It's something very different. It, he makes unique games. Incredibly. And I respect the heck out of that. I really do. Uh, you know, as much as I was bored out of my skull, I don't regret the time I, pay, I spent playing it. No, but absolutely. I won't, I, but I won't give it 30 more seconds of my life. That's fair enough. So. <laughs> it, actually, I think if you go to his website, you can see the games that he's made for Game Jams that came before. And so he has made like um, uh, a submarine game and a, a game about maintaining an aircraft and, and very, very interesting little 48 hour Game Jam games that take mm -hmm. a unique concept. And he's just so good at creating something original and that you would have never thought like who who would have thought even just 20 years ago like i'm gonna get you to play a game where you do paperwork if you'd told me when i was 10 years old i was gonna play a video game about doing paperwork i would have laughed at you and walked away oh yeah because it, it, it seems so counterintuitive <laughs> but yeah it, it part of it is that he's chosen an interesting i mean i'll take your word for it an interesting way to present something mundane because he's trying to tell you something mm -hmm. I, again about the the mundane nature of evil that you're doing terrible things and you're involved in a, a terrible you, you're a gear in a terrible machine but he's doing it in a way that keeps your attention uh and everyone i know except me loved this game so i get it yeah yeah so all right so uh let's let's wrap her up there then so you're not gonna not gonna spend much more time on this one i did spend 20 seconds on installing it Does that count? <laughs> i don't think that counts no okay uh all right and you Thanks. i imagine you're gonna play more of it oh yes i'll i'll always reinstall this every so often and uh just like oh i want to play a couple hours of papers please okay well there it is then. there it is